why. Uh, but that's what not what our brain feels. That's not what it feels like. So not overthinking is the other thing. It's like take that step before you can go into that down the you know the path of overthinking. So there's that fine line. For me, it's oh there it goes okay boom. I can even say out loud this is silly or or catch it right. in its tracks right? right and then go do something um but it is a practice like everything else for sure welcome to the audacious living podcast hosted by my man audley stevenson the odd man Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to be here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. You've got to lock to episode 227 of the podcast, and I'm confident that you're going to take something away from this episode. Uh, now, I say that because we've got confidence coach and author and DeLuca on this edition, and she and, and you know helps her clients uh, hear their own voice, tap in their own skills and strengths and capabilities, and helps reconnect them with the confidence they already have deep inside of them. So it totally, totally fits on this episode. Now, Anne and I met at a bookstore uh, earlier a few months back while she was doing a book signing. I instantly fell in love with her work, and I knew I had to get her on the podcast, and that's why I'm super excited uh, that she's on board and we had this chat. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Andaluca. Enjoy. Hey, Anne, thank you for joining me today here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It is an absolute uh, pleasure for us to uh, connect this way. Well, oddly, I am so happy to be here. So happy to be here. Thank so you. thank you for having me. Yes, no, and, 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 I, and I think it's only fair that we let our listeners know the manner in which we connected. You know, you were, you were in chapters one day promoting uh, your brand new book, which you definitely will talk about. And I was a passerby and, you know, the serendipitous sort of connection between us made sense and it's led to this conversation. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Now, as, as, a, as a coach, I, so you, as I mentioned your author, but you're also a, a coach. To, you, you inspire women, inspire confidence in women, I should say, uh, which, which um, uh, is fantastic. Very much on this podcast, you know, we, we encourage a spirit of audacity and, and encourage individuals to, to, as we say, live their best audacious lives ever. And so uh, confidence absolutely is a big part of that. Um, it's, it's a key part of it, I would say. And so to hear that, that that's something you're doing specifically to help women, women is fantastic. So perhaps as a starting point, and we can get you to go a bit deeper in the work that you do and, and we'll guide you to the point that you're at now. Yeah. So as a woman's confidence coach, so I do focus on women, do have some men clients as well. Um, but women are my primary focus. And I always say there's three things that contribute to confidence. And I call it my confidence recipe, if you will. Okay. And that's book three that's coming up by the end of this year. So the first component is you're going to feel fear anytime you want to do something new. Everybody, it's in your brain. It's that part of your brain that goes, Ah, we like things just as they are and you're going to make them difficult and I can't keep you safe anymore. All this nonsense, right? So the first ingredient is you got to take one step. So courage over fear. You have to take the smallest of steps. And my experience has been that courage and fear can't coexist. They just can't. 
as soon as you take a step through, it's like, oh, okay, all right. right. Yeah. Second step is your mindset, right? So often we have this idea that, you know, the glass is half full, the glass is half empty, all of that nonsense, the glass is refillable. And the bottom line is, um, uh, and I want to make this clarity here too, is I'm not talking about positive, you know, that, oh, everything's good all the time. Cause that's not true. Right. Um, what I focus on more is the fact that when you tend towards a more positive mindset, you become more resilient. So it's not that stuff doesn't happen that knocks you off your feet for sure. It's yeah. being able to recognize it and pivot and go, okay, now where next? So that's where I am with mindset. And the third piece is about trusting yourself. So I don't know about you oddly, but I got a whole crew in my head that likes to jump in when I'm going to do something. And when I pay attention, often I notice that that voice isn't even mine. My mom's, my old boss, my, you know, my grade 10 physics teacher, whoever it was. Right. And that's okay. So recognizing that and, and maybe there's some good input there. So that's not a bad thing. It's just at the end of the day, whatever decision you're making, you have to trust your instincts. So if it's, oh, oddly gave me this input and I really think that's the way to go now, that's perfectly fine. It's just recognizing that there's a whole crew in there that wants to get involved and ultimately trusting yourself. So those are the three components that sort of go on repeat with clients is getting them to get some action, you know, to shift their mindset, because that's a process, right? If someone's always thought that things are crappy, mm -hmm. they need to do the work to move the other way. And it is work worth doing. And the same thing about trusting yourself. It's a process. Um, so those are the key, three key ingredients that I use for sure with all clients. Well, well definitely big ones. It's funny when you, when you talk about fear, for me, the funniest thing, about fear is 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 you know you you think of all the 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 the, the back and forth and oh my gosh and you're debating yourself and I don't know and you're questioning and all that certainty all that doubt and then the moment you take that first step it all goes away like it was never there right it's like it's like where were you like it's gone <laughs> it's always it's always it gives me a chuckle because really that what that then and then what that first step allows you to do uh, is create something which I absolutely love which is momentum. Yes. Yes. And and re recognize, I think this is the thing to recognize. And I always say to not just clients, everybody is that fear doesn't go away. Right. It's not a one and done. Right. Your, our biology is still such that we have that part of our brain that thinks a saber tooth tiger is going to come around the corner and kill us. So um, doing something different out of the pack back then did mean you would die. Now, not so much. Maybe mean you, you rattle a few cages and some people sure. get upset, but you're probably not going to die. Uh, but that's what not what our brain feels. That's not what it feels like. So not overthinking is the other thing. It's like, take that step before you can go into that down the, you know, the path of overthinking. So there's that fine line for me. It's, oh, there it goes. Okay. Boom. I can even say out loud, this is silly or, or, or catch it right. in its tracks. Right? right. And then go do something. Um, but it is a practice like everything else for sure. It's, it's yeah. interesting to talk about that, that fine line before we take that first step because there's there's a part of it that you you want to and let's call it due diligence for lack of a better term you want to you know do the appropriate research you want to make sure that with the direction you're going in uh, is the right one you want to make sure that all the appropriate measures and the, the safeties are put in place before you do but but at the end of the day you still have to take that first step and it's and it is a very much of a fine line isn't it. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Because often we're debating, I can only speak for myself, you know, I'll get the call. Would you like to be in my podcast? Well, mm -hmm. the answer is yes. yes. Right. It, it's not going, oh my God, I can't do that. La la la. I'm going to say something stupid, whatever. The answer is yes. Then figure it out. Um, there obviously are other things that to your point, you're going to need to give some more consideration to them. But I know for myself, and when it works with confidence with not just women, everybody, we're often talking ourselves out of something, right. you know, if we give it too much time. So full disclosure, <laughs> I, 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 I coach what I know. <laughs> well, and, and this is exactly, I think, and, and that really is a significant point. We all are, are humans. Uh, you know, the, the, none of these things we're, we're immune to. Um, I, I experienced, in fact, I remember, I remember um, uh, there was a point in my life where I was afraid to speak publicly. And the fear wasn't so much being afraid to talk to people. The fear was more rooted in this concern that I had that when I spoke, I wouldn't be understood. Like th that, that to me would be the, the scariest thing that I get in front of a group of people and I start to talk and I get this look like, what's he saying? And <laughs> what's he talking about? And, and it petrified me. And, and the funniest thing about it is I, I have no idea where that came from. Like I, I can't, I cannot think of an instance where I was booed off of a stage because no one understood me, but in my right. mind that was on the verge of happening and I didn't, and I didn't want to do it. And, yeah. um, so again, I, I, I use that example because they, they, these little silly things come up and, you know, I, you, you use the word nonsense a couple of times and I love it because it absolutely is. Yeah. So what turned the corner for you there? What changed? I, uh, thank you for asking. I consciously, so I knew it wasn't right, first off. So I knew there was a problem with it. Um, what I also knew is that um, uh, 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 that that people did want to hear from me, so I, you know, I like I'd sit in a room and it, and it would be a meeting going on or stuff, and I'd stay quiet because I didn't want to be under, I didn't want to be misunderstood. And people would say, "Oddly, what do you think?" So people knew I had an opinion, so that kind of helped me understand what helped me get to the point of knowing that this isn't right. And so what I started to do, and I very subtly, I would I would I would engage in a conversation, and at the end, I'd make a point and I'd always check and I'd said, "Does that make sense to you?" And and people go, yeah, oh yeah, I get it. And then that would give me the encouragement to keep going. Yeah. Now, fa fast forward, I find now I still do that. Even when, you know, it's I don't need that clarification. I think I think it's habitual where I say, does that make sense to you? <laughs> and, and, and every time I do it now, I catch it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know where this came from. Yes. And, and I don't try and um, stop doing that because I think it's a really good reminder for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I yeah. love to see the progress. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> it totally does. Good, 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 good. Um, you, you also talked about the, 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 the voices. Yes. Um, in, in our heads and, and I, I love the voices as well too. Um, because they provide, uh, perspective insights fears they encourage doubt they do all they 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 play both sides of the fence essentially um and so a part of it is you want to you know you know a, a, the easy answer is don't listen to nobody just do my own thing and ignore everyone else but at the same time there's insights that can help you so there's 100%. value in hearing what people have to say make 100%. that distinction as to who you listen to and who you don't how, how do you make that distinction and well, I think it depends. It's situational for sure, right? Depending what you're facing, 
um, you always having two heads is better than one. There's a reason there's that saying, right? But at the end of the day, if you're always um, diverting back to what someone else thinks you should do, then that's where the question comes up when it, it comes to confidence. It's noticing what you actually feel. So if you feel something and you hear that voice and it, and it resonates, and I point to my heart, it resonates here, your gut, go for it. But if you get that voice, so this is the key, I think, if mm -hmm. that voice is not resonating, so maybe you're getting a pain in your gut or you're feeling, eh, then that's different. So that is like a litmus test, if you will, for me anyway, when I'm going to take that step, does it feel right in my body, which is a lot of work I do with clients too, is trusting the information in your body. You, uh, everything you've ever done in this life, yeah. unless you've had an outer body experience, maybe, has happened in your body. So there's a lot of intelligence that we don't pay attention to. And I've heard that, and you can probably verify this, there's a split second between when you get that gut or heart instinct. For, for me, sometimes it's a visceral response, my gut, before your brain kicks in and goes, oh, that's dumb. And right. so noticing, what is that? Because that's where the information is. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? No, it, 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 totally <laughs> that, that does make sense. No, thank you for that. I, 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 and it's funny, that, that split second you refer to, sometimes that split second can seem like an eternity. Right. Yeah. Because as you're yeah. going through that process. And I, I do like very much uh the, the suggestion that you made about paying attention to what your the, the, the what's coming from your body. Cause I think our bodies are a good indicator as to what's going on, the feeling that we feel and and, and, oh. and the uneasiness. I think those are really, really good things to pay attention to. Hundred percent. I have a couple of really strong experiences of that. And then I just started learning and I look back in my life and remember the times I've listened to them and the times I haven't. Okay. Um but it doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. And what can happen, and again, speaking from my own experience and when I talk to others, is that minute that you give yourself to go, oh, that's stupid. That's dumb. And then you do the opposite and you look back later and go, why didn't I pay attention? Why didn't I pay attention? So getting in touch with that is so important. Yeah, so, so important. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to ask, how, how did you land in this line of work? I'm curious. Uh, so I actually have a 20 plus year career in the pharmaceutical industry on the medical side of the business. Okay. Um, and my last gig was about 15 years of managing a team. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and gradually my team got smaller and smaller due to changes in the business and I started getting bored. So I hired a coach. So there's two things that happened. I say in ja January, 2014, I hired a coach. And my husband and I went to our financial planning meeting and I blurted out plan for me to be making 50% less in two years to which my husband gave me one of those, you know, looks like what the actual fluff is that. And I'm like, I don't know, but we need to talk because I'm not, I wasn't happy. Everything was good on the outside, right? The money, the, all the perks, they were all there, but I was inside just like, right. ah. so what I discovered after being coached was, I actually wanted to be a become a coach. And so I did that uh, training. And then in the, so you want to talk serendipity, um, not 24 months, but 20 months. So I had that two-year plan. So we started making a plan. Mm -hmm. The universe decided that my position would be eliminated. Wow. So, and so I get the call into the office, your job's being eliminated. So I'm sure they weren't expecting my response. I literally jumped up and I'm like, 
And my boss is like, Anne, you can't be like <laughs> senior management's around, la, la, la. And the biggest telling moment was she handed me an envelope with another uh -huh. position. And same pay, you know, the handcuffs, I call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but zero people managing a pro process. And I mm -hmm. hand it back to her and said, no way. And I, I give credit to my coaching, receiving coaching. So I was yeah. super clear on what mattered to me uh, that I was able to say, forget it. So that was eight years ago last week that I started my own business. So, wow. yeah, it's been amazing. And so was I always a woman's confidence coach? No, of course, different renditions, finding your niche. But what it was during, yeah, during COVID when I started doing some volunteer work with an organization um, where I was working with these incredibly accomplished, educated, lovely women. Mm -hmm. And with if it wasn't in the first conversation, it was by the second that they're like, Everyone else has it figured out. I don't know what I'm doing, which was completely untrue, right? So yeah. I thought, boy, oh boy, I can I can do some work with this. And so that's how that niche, you know, became, I own that. And I love that. And it, right. yeah, yeah. So that's how that sort of happened. I, I so love how, how things fall, fell, fell in place in the manner in which they did. And it really what that speaks to is that you were on the path that you're supposed to be. Um, that's, that's, that, that's how I, you know, that's how I summarize that and clearly see it. Um, ha had you not been, you know, the, the, well, first of all, your reaction <laughs> probably would have been different, right? <laughs> right. I know. I know. Cause everyone, of course, the email goes out and everyone's like, you know, like someone's died. Right. And I'm like, no, I I'm good. Right. <laughs> I'm good. This is a good thing. Um, yeah. And you know, it's always that 2020 hindsight looking back. If someone had said to me, you know, eight years in, you're going to, you know, do all this work that you've done, do all the training you've received and delivered, and then be authoring books, I would have said, you're out of your mind. There's no, mm -hmm. like, there's no way. Um, we just don't know. I think we we often are afraid to take chances it's much my my goal is to inspire people to do the things they want to do and don't let those other things hold them back because one life to live as far as I'm you know aware and so many people hold themselves back because of those things fear mindset listening to other people when really at the end of the day it's up to you so very much is I agree with you yeah. Um, sorry, let's, let's touch on the third one. I know we talked about fear and how supporting others, but the mindset one is a was is also a very interesting one because I be I, I believe that that's sort of the in, in my view, and so that's almost like the engine that keeps it going, right? It's like the 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 fear is up front, but once you get past that, you know, then you got to go. And the mindset is what keeps you going, and and the support you get from others, the voices, if you will, that sort of can help sustain you. But so much is is, is around mindset. What if you could sort of expand yeah. on that a bit further? If it's important, yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny you uh, bring that up because today I put out a blog, and it's in how we speak. Even our mindset directs how we speak. So um, today I was talking about: Are you being clear? Because in order to get what you want, you have to be clear. And if you're thinking about all the things you don't want, that's not helpful. So, for example, honey, can you uh, don't forget to pick up the milk uh, to your kid. Don't jump in the puddle. Don't, don't, don't. But in order the way our brain works, in order to not do something, you have to think about doing it first. So, of course, by the time your partner comes home, they've forgotten the milk because all they remember is forgetting milk. So what it's saying what you want instead. And this goes for us in our own head. So. Remember to get the milk. 
Would you please walk around the puddle? So making sure how we speak to ourselves mm. is, is the first place you start. So making sure that you're talking to yourself in a way that is conducive to getting what you want. So that intention and training yourself to ask for or do those things that you want instead of saying what you don't want, which is a human condition. We're geared towards the negative. That's just yeah. how our biases yeah. are. Yeah. So it is a practice. But if someone, I know I worked with somebody when I was first a coach, when I was doing my certification, and I've never honestly in my life worked with someone more negative. And I and I come home and my husband say, why are you doing this? And I said, I need the hours for my certification. I'm like, oh my God. Um, but what I learned very quickly, not quickly, but over the six month term was at one session with this person, I got them to do all kinds of stuff. I get them to do a sticky note to put on their mirror yep. just to change, you know, how they're thinking about certain things. Mm -hmm. And they, at about five months, said to me, such and such happened. And it was the same old diatribe each time. And I was ready to say, I'm done. I'm done. And they go, wait, wait, wait. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. They said, I didn't care. And it was like a mic drop. Wow. Because with time and practice, they had learned to shift, even if it was just one specific thing, it never is one thing because we think in patterns. So you, we don't just do things in silos. We behave that same way in many ways. So yeah. that one change makes an impact everywhere. So with mindset, if you can make one tiny incremental change somewhere, it's going to have an unusually big effect everywhere else. And so it's a practice. It's a practice. Um, but I'm really cognizant when I'm working with clients of how they speak. What like and by that I mean if they're saying, oh, this is a battle, and I'll say, what else could it be? And without hesitation, I'll say, oh, it could be an adventure. Same tension. Yes, like an adventure doesn't mean there's not pros and cons and excitement. But if you're in a battle with somebody versus an adventure, yes. So it's just shifting how people feel about things or articulate things that can really change it. So it's pretty cool to see how that works. I, I, I do love the the intention in our language. I, I, I agree with you absolutely in terms of, you know, how we describe things and how we, and even in our mind, even our, our speech, but before it comes out, it's, it's already happening inside here. And so how, how, you know, what that language looks like, um, even, even, uh, um, you know, how we, what we think of ourselves and how we describe ourselves. And uh, you'll hear people, you know, they'll, they'll, they may have stubbed their toe, oh, I'm so stupid. And they, well, you know, right? that, that, that's that. really important, right? All that's really, really important language you need to pay attention to. And then ask yourself, well, what, what, what makes you stubbing your toe? How does that make you stupid? Like, how, exactly. and, that's, and, those are, and when you, and when you start to explore and, and I, you know, I've engaged in conversations with clients as well, and you start to explore and get deeper, you know, you, there's oftentimes a meaning behind it. And, but that's, exactly. you know, back to past experiences, childhood, whatever. But I yeah. think the important thing is to recognize and understand it in that moment, because I don't think you can any other way, right? Yep, yep, yep. It yeah. is a moment. And I think the first step is noticing. Yeah. yeah. So if you decide, I want to change my self-talk, yeah. you may not notice till the next day, oh, yesterday when I did whatever, I could have said this instead. With the goal of catching it up, and by that I mean, so that when you stub your toe, you're noticing right there, oh, I stub my toe, not, oh, I'm so stupid, whatever. So noticing takes some time. You, It's a conscious effort. 
And then being intentional about how you want to be in that mode. Okay, I want to be more compassionate towards myself. I want to be more kind towards myself. And then rinse and repeat and see how you can spread that to other things. But start small. And it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're sometimes trying to replace lifelong habits, to your point. Yes. Things that are going on in here. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it takes time. So being kind to yourself about changing that behavior or habit uh, one tiny step at a time. But those tiny steps, as a coach, you know this, can add up to transformational change. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you look back and all of a sudden you go, holy smokes, boom. But that's never how it is. It's little by little by little. And you look back and go, whoa, yes. whoa, how did that happen, right? Yeah, the, super the, cool. The, the word consistency screams at me right now. Oh, it's my favorite word. Consistent. My, oh, really? Why is that your favorite word? Well, that, when it comes to change, two words, consistent okay. and persistent. So it doesn't matter what I had a coach and this was a, a personal trainer years ago. Like I'm talking 25 years ago. Okay. And he said to me, and it doesn't showing up at the gym every day is more important than doing a half an hour, or an hour, getting into the habit of consistently going, this is just what I do. And so I would show up at the gym every day and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And 10 years down the line, you're going to see the person that's being consistent, whether it's at the gym, with their mindset, whatever they're working on, the consistent behaviors repeated over time. So the persistent piece, it's, it's a perfect recipe, like for anything, I think, not you know, anything, really. Yeah. Uh, it's magic. It's ma I really think it's magical that it doesn't have to be hard. Um I was having this discussion with my husband the other day, but it was about working out because as you get older, you get more aches and pains. And yeah. uh, it's it's the whole thing about even if you show up for 10 minutes and say, I'm going to do a stretch, you're just training yourself to go, yeah, this is what I do. This is yes. just what I do. So same with the confidence or whatever else it is you're working on. You get to the point where it's like, this is just what I do. This is who I am. So. I remember, I remember hearing uh, um, a speaker, a gentleman by the name of Jim Cathcart, and he talked about um, uh, starting to, you know, getting, uh, starting to jog, and he was never a jogger, and uh, it started with him every day, you know, you know, putting on his shoes. Did not, didn't start running. You'd go and put on his shoes, and then he would leave again. And you know, he, he even talked to uh, one, um, one instance, he and his wife were, were, were about to go out. And he said, oh, wait, I got to put my shoes on. And he put on his shoes. He'd walk out to the front of the house and come back in, take off his shoes. Then they would, like, and, 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 then, then, and then it would start with the shoes. And he goes, okay, let me walk to the top of the block. Okay, let me jog to the top of the block. Let me go to the, and, he, and, he said, and it was a bill, 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 until now he's running full marathons. But you look back. And so to your, to your point, it's, it's, it's you, you, these, these actions are training you and reminding you, this is who I am. This is what I do. And all the, and, and all he's done is, which and I think is normal is just to build on top of what we've started, right? You yeah. the constant need to do more, if you will. Right. And challenge yeah. yourself. And, yeah. and um, it's, it's funny because when you stop, so when you, when you, when you start to recognize, so in his case, recognize he's doing full marathons doesn't he doesn't even recognize the person that started way back and was putting on their shoes and taking them off it's night and day right <laughs> right but it's such an important lesson for all of us because i mean it's cliche we say you got to learn to walk before we you run as a yeah. metaphor 
Yeah. And yet there's a literal example where it, it totally makes sense, right? Nobody starts out running. You have no. to start with baby steps. It's more sustainable. And so that is the kind of work I do. And maybe as a coach, you do too, is asking, doing some change work. So I do a lot of mental rehearsal and uh, with my clients as well, but also work that's a tiny shift. And so it's small enough that they can go there and go, nah, not for me. Right. So they step back, mm -hmm. but they're never the same because they've taken that step. So there's that, or they take that step and go, okay, maybe, maybe one more like that. And so no matter what, just, it's a no loss perspective, uh, proposition, right? Because yes. if you step back, you still step back with experience. Yep. And so you're not the same. And so they don't realize that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Those micro changes, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. One of the things that you, one of the areas that you certainly help your clients is is, is getting them out of those 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 ruts or if they feeling those points where they're stuck and uh, uh, and they're unable to move forward. Uh, that's something that you certainly help clients. With. I want you to just sort of talk about how you found that as an area of focus for you. So, it, um, my one book in particular, I don't know which one you picked up, but you're stuck now. What is um one of the books i wrote this is it ah, here, we go. here you go so that book uh was born during COVID. so mm. what i discovered and of course it's always what's going on in your own head there's nothing yeah. random right no. i realized i was feeling stuck overwhelmed you know you went through your feelings of you know feeling depressed and needed so for me journaling so having that question or thought that came up and then mm. reflecting on it Yes. moved me forward. And I realized, well, that's why the book came up. But what I didn't realize was those categories. So if you're clear on what you want, it's pretty impossible to be stuck because there's that beacon out there and it doesn't have to be huge. Oddly, it could be, I want a good cup of coffee. So it's going to drive you to go make the coffee or drive over to your favorite coffee establishment and get it. So it doesn't have to be the big thing. Again, the little steps. So being clear is helpful. The second one uh, is, well, habits and mindset, or pardon me, mindset and fear came in there too, because those two are, are so big in everything. They, they came up there too. They are universal. You have to be able to work with your mindset and take a step to, to get over the fear. But the other thing that often gets in our way is our habits. And the perspective on habits that I hold is that there's no good or bad habits. And people go, what do you mean? What do you mean? There, I, I smoke a pack a day. Well, think about it. If you smoke, especially these days, you're getting outside. So you're getting some fresh air. You're taking deep breaths when you're smoking. You're either socializing because of the whole gang that goes or you're right. getting time alone. So the premise I have is don't get rid of the benefit get rid of the habit that get, and find another one to get it. So take up yoga or, um, you know, do something that's going to give you that benefit. Same with if you eat a bucket of ice cream at night, you're getting a giant hit of dopamine, yep. all those still good hormones, find something else. So yes. when you're stuck, it's the same premise as everything else I do. It's finding them, taking the one tiny step because momentum, as you mentioned earlier on, sometimes you just have to, Make yourself do something and the momentum starts. And so whether it's figuring out I want a cup of coffee or whatever the case may be, it's deciding to do one little thing that will get you out of that rut. 
and it doesn't have to be big. And I think that's the the biggest thing I've noticed is people are always looking for the giant thing, but it's the low hanging fruit that's often all around you. Yes. That's yeah. going to help shift you out of that into the next thing for sure. For yeah. sure. And yeah. Really, and really when you make it, you know, bite-sized manageable, it's, it's easier to start, right? It's not, it's not a lot of effort. Right. And, 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 you know, and you think about it anytime you want to start something new or you know, that, that thought comes up all the reasons why it can't happen. Oh, this yeah. takes time or the, but if it's really small and simple, like okay, it's only a couple of minutes. Let me give it a shot, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and and that and that's but that's that's a starting point for how you create the momentum that we talked about earlier. Exactly. So, and, so and, and, and I also do like the point around um, changing the behavior. So uh, you know, I, I've got a, a a daughter who's on the autism spectrum, and we often talk times talk about replacing behavior. So if there's a behavior that she's exhibiting, right, it, it's not going to be completely extinguished because it needs a replacement. So you're finding what can you put in, in that place instead of, and, and oftentimes it's, it's totally doable. And you know, we, it's just a matter of making that shift from one thing to the next. Oh, it's so true because this is why often people fail when they are trying to do things, um, break habits. And that's why I say habits are just get you reliable uh, response. So you just get a beneficial response. And so if you do what you're doing with your daughter, which is brilliant, is help her get the same benefit that she feels she's getting yes. by doing something else, then you're more likely to sustain that behavior, which is beautiful, right? Because it's a win-win for you and her. Okay. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, amazing. No. Yeah. yeah. Focus on those replacement behavior yes yes and you're more likely to succeed i mean that's the bottom line right it just is it just is like the cold turkey thing just doesn't work Drop no. it just doesn't work and no gonna, because I you're think, I, I was gonna say i think you're you're, you're setting yourself up for a, a bigger fall if you do try that approach yeah yeah and because habits are so powerful they are powerful right we do so many things unconsciously that unless you consciously take that time to figure something out it's just gonna be there it's just like it's time for a cigarette or it's time for ice cream or it's time for whatever but if you have something else to go to then you'll be able to yeah. gradually over time replace it yeah yeah for sure i, I, I also uh the love the, the the point just made around the importance of, of clarity and 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 when you're clear on you know, you, you're what you are what your purpose you, you know you it, it makes a way smoother, if you will, essentially, in terms yeah, of where you yeah. want to go to. Um, but, but I was, I was just, just, just had a conversation with someone the other day where they, they started off, we started off the session around, you know, I don't know what my purpose is, right? And that was the kind of conversation and that individual was kind of searching for, you know, what their purpose is. And, and, and no matter how much we talked about, well, what do you like doing or what are your interests or what brings you joy? What brings you happiness for me is fulfillment. Because oftentimes it's in those things that we can find our purpose, right? Yeah. And it, it was just interesting how it took, uh, you know, it, it took her a long time to sort of land on that. And um, but once, once I think once she did, she was like, oh yeah, I do kind of like this. And so you know, my my approach has always been, um, you know, stay close as you possibly can to the things that you enjoy, the things that bring you encouragement, the things that give you energy, the things that uh, you're passionate about. Because it's in those moments you'll find the things that drive you, motivate you, and yeah. it, it just, it just. So, so, so the clarity thing is that it resonates huge with you. Just, I guess, because oh. we just had that conversation, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and often, I find the nuggets can be when 
I say even to my client, um, depending what it is, often it's confidence and they think they've never been confidence is to help them go back to a real experience they've had of confidence. And what I do will say, I'll ask them to think of a time they're confident and not share it with me. And so what that does is there's a couple things because at first I've had literally heads of Canadian organizations say to me, what is con? What does it mean? I'm like, well, I don't need to know. And so the first thing that does, as you know, is when we open our mouth to speak, we are always filtering. It's so quick because as right. humans, we want to stay in connection yeah. because that's just survival. Right. Yep. But if someone can sit there with their thoughts, something will come up. And the reason something always comes up is social, social compliance. So if I asked you any question and you didn't have to answer it out loud, you'll come up with something because I'm sitting here waiting with patience. So often they'll come up and go, Oh, and that that's when they want to tell you to go, no, wait a second here and let them actually sit in it and experience it because people forget and they go for the big thing again. So when it comes to confidence, I'll say the same thing to them. It doesn't have to be, you were standing in front of 300 people giving this fantastic speech could have been, I knew when I was 10 years old, I could hit the T-ball or reach the net in basketball, whatever it was, because those feelings and sensations in your body, that's where the learning is because you get them to tap into that feeling so that when they're in a situation where they're not feeling confident, mm -hmm. they go, wait a minute, when I'm confident, and I know for me, it's like my breath slows, mm -hmm. my voice gets slower and lower. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I'm not feeling confident, I say, hey, I'm going to slow down my breath. I'm going to, I'm going to lower my voice. And then my body goes, oh, we're doing confidence. Cool. Got it. So, <laughs> so it's it. super helpful because it's like using lived experience as a building block yeah. for future performance. Yeah. Right. That, 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 that's, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll happily share my secret where that's, that's the secret of my success is every single time I've faced something and, and it also helps the, 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 the accumulation of experiences because the more you, you do, the more you've done. And yes. um, the more you have to look back and go, well, yeah, I, I've done this before, right? So, so there, there's very few experiences that I'll face that I haven't done something similar or the exact same thing before. And, exactly. you know, and every single time I've done it, like, you know, I want to, you know, approach someone and ask them to be an interview on my podcast. We've been podcasting since 2008. How many guests do you think you've had since then? What's one more? Like, you know I mean? That's, that's sort of, Exactly. What, what I use, and, yeah. and I've got the so I've got I've got the evidence and proof to show that you know me approaching and to ask her to be on my podcast is not going to hurt me because I've done it a million times before. And it's exactly not, right. So but exactly. that's the, I think that's oh, and it's whatever little game you play with yourself in your mind yep. to get you where you go because it's not going to be the same for everyone. But it's to yep. understand what pushes you to do the things that you need to do, and, yep. and once you understand, and, and that's a bit of sort of soul searching yourself but once you get there and you know okay when i do this here's what happens find ways to do more of this <laughs> yes 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 and i think it's a practice right and this is why um you're i totally resonate with going back to times you've done it but sometimes people just genuinely like in the stuck perspective they've never been unstuck or they've never been clear so you get them so that client you're talking about Think of a time you were clear on what you wanted. 
and let them let it hang in the air and let them go inside and not have to answer you. And whatever comes up is never random. Right. It's going to be useful for them. But if they know that, okay, if it was something, oh, Audley's going to think this is so dumb, but they don't have to worry about sharing it with you, they're still going to get the benefit and you can use that as material to move forward with them without even knowing what it is, which is super cool, right? Which is a lot of what I do. So the mental rehearsal as well, which I mean, athletes use, um, right? And so your body doesn't know the difference between actually doing something, your brain, pardon me, and thinking about it. And they've done an interesting basketball study. I don't know if you ever heard about, about the free throws and oh. and people that, you know, dividing the basketball team into three groups. The one oh. went every day or whatever did the free throw. The other one thought about it. And the third was like the control group, which appeals to me because of my 20 plus years in clinical research. Um, right. So it was sort of sciencey. But when they yeah. came back one month later, the ones that were doing it were improved by 26%. And the ones that were thinking about it, I think it was something crazy, like 24%. Because your brain is just, it's not that smart. It's a data center, right? And so it's super cool. That's also a big chunk of what I do is help people prepare for things. So when they get there, the brain goes, oh, I've done this before. Boom, here we go. So you're more, of course, you do the preparation work. Yeah. But you're more likely to be successful when you do a mental rehearsal first, yep. which is cool. Well, I think it is important to have that, that, that process where you've gone through it and you've, you, 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 because, because going through that process, what you also do is you, you, you work through all the fears, doubts, and uncertainties, right? Like you're like, this can't exactly. happen, but then you prove it can't happen because you did it. Right. And so um, that's the important thing is back the one last point back to that client was interesting. I should, you know, the conversation was about, um, you know, not knowing my purpose, but she, but she's in a, a, an industry where it helps people. And so when I, we started talking about, Hey, you know, how did you feel when you help people do this? Oh, I loved it. It was great. I actually enjoyed it. It brought me joy. Job. Okay. Okay. Sounds like you're talking about something here. That's purpose. That you exactly, <laughs> right. And you, and you'll be able, it's, it's being, and you'll notice it obviously after doing it for a long time, you can notice the elevation in their voice or, yes. or their body yes. language, whatever. And you're going, okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, for sure. And then they're going to notice it too. If you, sometimes you have to point it out or sometimes they just go, Oh, I didn't think of it that way before. I forgot about that or whatever the case may be. So that's great moments, right? Great moments for sure. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of great moments, this has been a great moment. And I really appreciate uh, spending the time with you. We had a lot of fun and and yeah. really appreciate kind of delving deep into uh, some, some wonderful topics that we talked about. But in terms of just well, re really ultimately, it, it's helping people get to a better place, what we're wanting to do. And um, uh, the, the, certainly the, the work you're doing with women and men in terms of building their confidence is is, is a key important step. So I, I want to thank you for that. I congratulate you on, on you know landing on that for yourself first and foremost, because if you didn't do that, you wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got you've got another book coming out, which is we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, for, for for listeners who wanted to connect with you directly or learn more about your work, uh, where can we send them? Um, my website is steppingstonecoaching.ca. So anything you need to know, you can connect with me there. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Very cool. And thank you for, for doing this. Uh, thank you for the chat today. It's been absolutely great. And I keep up the fantastic work. Thank you, Audley. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you.
But back we are here on the podcast, and much thanks and appreciation goes out to Anne for being here and, and offering up some fantastic insights on the things that we can do to fortify our confidence. Uh, it really is a process that can take time, depending on where you are and where your starting point is. Uh, I, I think the key really is, and Anne talked about this, is the awareness, uh, which is followed by the action part. And that's really the formula, you awareness and take action. And really, you can apply that to most things. So again, Anne, thank you for being being here, it was such a pleasure. You know, I appreciated so much of what we chatted about with Anne and the conversation we had, but if there's this one thing I take from the chat, it would be this. Confidence is the quality that can transform our lives. It's a belief in ourselves and our abilities that enable us to tackle challenges, overcome obstacles, and reach our goals. Developing and nurturing confidence is a lifelong journey, but the rewards are immeasurable. Let's explore why it's so important to develop our confidence and how it can positively impact various aspects of our lives. Confidence acts as a shield against fear and self-doubt. When we have faith in our abilities and we're more likely to take risks and step out of our comfort zones, whether it's pursuing a new career opportunity, starting a business, or even engaging in a new social interaction, confidence empowers us to embrace uncertainty and seize opportunities for growth. By conquering our fears, we open doors to endless possibilities and unleash our true potential. Confidence plays a crucial role in building and maintaining healthy personal relationships. When we believe in ourselves, we exude positive energy, charisma, and authenticity, attracting others to us instantly. Confident individuals are more likely to express their thoughts and emotions openly, communicate effectively, and set clear boundaries. They inspire trust, respect, and admiration in others, fostering deep connections and nurturing meaningful relationships. In the professional realm, confidence is a huge driver of success. Whether you're aiming for a promotion, starting your own business, or delivering a presentation, confidence is paramount. It enables us to showcase our skills, articulate our ideas persuasively, and handle setbacks or criticisms with resilience. Confident individuals are more likely to take on leadership roles, pursue ambitious projects, and inspire their teams to perform at their best. And lastly, developing confidence has a profound effect on our mental and emotional well-being. When we have self-assurance, we experience reduced anxiety, stress, and self-doubt. Confidence helps us to silence our inner critic that we all have, embrace self-compassion, and cultivate a positive self-image. Confidence is closely linked to personal growth and self-improvement. By developing our confidence, we embark on a continuous journey of self-discovery and self-empowerment. We become more open to learning, seeking new experiences, and challenging ourselves. Confident individuals are not afraid to set ambitious goals, persist in the face of adversity, and pursue their passions with unwavering determination. Through this process, we not only expand our skills and knowledge, but also discover our true passions and purpose in life. In a world that often emphasizes self-doubt and comparison, nurturing our confidence is a paramount and is so, so important. It empowers us to embrace challenges, pursue our dreams, and live life to the fullest. Developing confidence is a gradual process that requires self-reflection, practice, and resilience. By investing in our confidence, we unlock our true potential, experience personal growth, and inspire others along the way. 
So remember, confidence is not about being perfect or without flaws. It's about embracing our strengths, acknowledging our weaknesses, and still believing in ourselves. So go forth with confidence for it's the key that unlocks the doors to your dreams and empowers you to create the life filled with purpose, joy, and audacious fulfillment. We sadly reached the end of another episode of the most audacious podcast you'll find on the internet. And as always, I got to send a shout out and thanks to all those lovers of audaciousness that help continue to keep this podcast going with their ongoing support. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. 